0: Welcome to Quantum Kingdom Life. We're also at virtualchurchcommunity.com. Virtual Church Community, which is a Facebook group that we've just started, and it's public. We have Quantum Kingdom Life on Facebook, which is private, and you can get in, but we wanted to make it public as well because people have been requesting such, and you can also. Catch us at virtualchurchmedia.com where our main website is at and links to Virtual Church Institute and so many other things for resources, books, Joanna's music. In fact, I'm here with my lovely wife. I'm David. It's my lovely wife, Joanna. And there's the Queen's wave. That's right. And uh, we are the Herobedians Virtual Church Media. Tonight, we're going to get into a teaching that I've never taught before. It's entitled, The Seven Spirits of God. It's based upon, among other verses, it's based upon Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11, really verses 1 through 4. Isaiah 11, 1 through 4. We're going to get right into it. And uh, just as a footnote, we just got notification from our uh, Nigerian evangelist, Israel Agri and his team of 20. We support Africa Crusades in the rural areas. We've been doing that for about twelve years. I think last year it was one hundred fifty-eight thousand came to the Lord, and uh, then this year I think twenty-one thousand. And then this Crusade that was in Italy uh, Village, three hundred and sixty miles outside of uh, Lagos, Nigeria, the capital city. There, uh, the power of God fell. They were there three weeks and five days. And uh, 10,000 new believers out of that coming out of witchcraft and Shintoism, Hinduism, all kinds of different things, worshiping sticks and stones and you know, all kinds of stuff. And uh, the head witch doctor uh, from the adjacent village was so angry that they came to Israel library and his team and said, "You know, you will leave by tomorrow, or we will come and we will kill you." And so they had prepared their knives and everything, and Israel had gotten somebody to text message me to pray. And the message was, they're coming to kill me tomorrow. Pray for me. He says, But the Lord told me that my team and I were to pray from midnight till three. And he said, I feel sorry for them. And that was his last text. And I, you know, circulated around. And, you know, he's been through this on many occasions when he goes into these rural areas. And Long story short, I talked with him today. I said, what happened with that? He says, oh, yes, 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 yes. He said uh, "He said that night Jesus appeared to the head witch doctor, the head warlock, the wizard, whatever you call him, and Jesus appeared and struck him down like Paul on the road to Damascus was struck down, blinded by the light, and he was bedridden, and he told his 26 men that were equipped with knives and everything, you know, Their God is more powerful than ours. Leave this man alone. So here he is bedridden and he's begging Israel. He says, tell the preacher to come and to pray for me that I might, you know, be healed. And the Lord says, what do you want me to do? And he says, wait seven days. I'm dealing with him. Saul at Tarsus on the road to Damascus, it was three days. And then Ananias was spoken to go and pray for Saul that he might receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Scales fell from his eyes, Acts chapter 9 and 10. And so, the book of Acts is on full display through Israel Agre and his ministry. Since 98, they've led about 12 million to Christ. He's raised up a lot of different ministers and ministries throughout. But his heart is to go into the rural areas and that's our primary mission support. So if you want to know what we do with donations and funds, we go out and win souls. We disciple souls. We work through Heart of America Prison Ministries, and we provide leather-bound Bibles, helping change lives one Bible at a time. Today, we just packed up 80 additional Bibles that are going into individual prisoners. And these Bibles are, you know, the trusty 66 between two fine Corinthian covers, whether they're bonded leather, imitation leather. Some of them are uh, genuine leather, and when a prisoner gets that in their hands and they smell that, it is a refreshing smell of freedom. And as they get into the Word, they they read that Word two, three, four, five hours a day, and they are transformed. How do I know that? Because I was transformed in 1990 in a prison cell in Leavenworth Penitentiary when Jesus appeared to me and knocked me off my high horse of pride on my personal road to Damascus. And uh, After that born-again experience, somebody gave me a bonded, leather-bound Bible and for the next 20 years was able to read that, and God discipled me. And here I have the privilege of standing or sitting before you or under My voice, you hear me on an audio, uh, but we have Heart of America Prison Ministries helping change lives one Bible at a time, heartprisonministries.org. So that's what we do with funds that come in from there. So that gives you a background. Now getting into the seven spirits of God, the seven spirits of God from Isaiah chapter 11, verses one through four. There shall come forth, this is a prophecy, In the Old Testament, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord, put up one finger, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now put up two fingers, the Spirit of wisdom, put up a third finger, and understanding, fourth finger, the Spirit of counsel, fifth finger, and might, sixth finger, the Spirit of knowledge seventh finger and of the fear of the Lord. So I'm going to repeat them. The spirit of the Lord is like a sevenfold candlestick and the center candle is the spirit of the Lord. And then off to the left and the right is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. And on the next stem out, it's the spirit of counsel and might. And the next stem out, It's the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So the sevenfold candelabra is the spirit of the Lord in the center. Then out, spirit of wisdom and understanding on each side. The spirit of counsel and might on each side of those. And then on the outer side, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And his delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes nor decide by the hearing of his ears but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth he simply speaks and the rocks cry out and tremble at his voice and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked isaiah chapter 11 verses 1 through 4 New King James Version is where we're reading from tonight. But the sevenfold spirit of God. Why do we talk about this? The seven spirits of God. Is it the seven spirits or is it the sevenfold? You know, when you have an orange, is it a bunch of oranges on the inside or are they segments of the orange? So however we think about this, it is the spirit of the Lord that does this and different facets, different functions but it's the one and self same spirit that does all these things. And the good news is, when you were born again, and if you haven't been born again, if you don't know if you've been born again, just invite Jesus in, say I was messed up. I'm ready to receive you. I turn from my old wicked ways. I turn to you, give me a new life. Jesus, come in. I believe you died on the cross. You were hung up for my hangups. Come in, wash me and cleanse me with your shed blood. Fill me with the sevenfold Spirit of God that I might have the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of might, and the Spirit of the knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. I want all you have for me, Lord. Fill me, empower me, gift me, and send me to tell others about you. I pray that I might have the wisdom and the counsel and the might and the understanding and the fear and the knowledge of the Lord by the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We were with, uh, by the way, you're in a live audience. Everybody say hello. (laughs) (laughs) We have fun on Wednesday nights here. And uh, so we were with a woman and I've, I've used this since. And she's a seer and a prophetess. We were actually up at uh, Sid Roth Studios in North Carolina. We were recording some broadcasts up there, so we were in what's called the Green Room uh, with her, and we were talking about wild stories in ministry that you know we've all got some pretty crazy stories in ministry that we don't necessarily talk about wholesale on a Sunday morning from the pulpit, but they happen unusual manifestations and she was uh uh sharing some stories and we were talking about the big thing now is you know uh to get your your third eye open so the new agers love the third eye thing right and so she said yeah she says what i've been doing she says and tell instead of telling her to close the third eye and you need to repent and that's witchcraft and this and that she says i just say to him oh yeah you get your third eye open i love that she said uh i've got seven You have seven eyes yeah i got seven eyes you can have them too if you want because everybody wants the upgrade right you want the newer model and so she says yeah she says it comes from jesus and a lot of new agers are not opposed to jesus they just have him as one of their other gods Mm -hmm. and so they have what's called a vertical reality they ascend into the second heaven in prayer to where the principalities and powers are and familiar spirits and so they have real revelation it's just from a real fallen angel Or real fallen spirits who are right, you know, like, you know, look, a broke watch is right twice a day. So even the devil can be right, you know. But that doesn't mean he's righteous or he's going to give you right information to prosper you or to bring you into a relationship where you end up in heaven. In fact, his whole goal is to give you revelation that gives you just enough to deceive you into hell. And most people, it's easier to deceive them than it is to convince them that they have been deceived. It's easier to, con- to deceive somebody than to convince a deceived person, once they're deceived, to convince them that they've actually been deceived. Because we want to think that we're good decision makers. So she was sharing with us, she says, yeah, she says, I just tell them, oh yeah, let me pray for you. And uh, just invite Jesus in and you're gonna get the seven spirits of God. Because they're already seeking, they're already hungry, and they're already committed and dis- disciplined in their belief system. And if we as believers in Jesus would be as disciplined as the Satanists or the New Agers or people from false faiths are with theirs that have been deceived with the power we have with the relationship with Jesus and the sevenfold spirit of God, we'd plunder hell and populate heaven. So she says, let me pray for you. She invites him to receive Jesus and the seven spirits of God. And when the Holy Spirit comes in, casts out the demons, closes the third eye, opens up the eye of the Lord in them. And they get the sevenfold Spirit of God and they're quickly more effective than most Christians who've been to cemetery, I mean <laughs> seminary training and came out you know from the first church of the frozen chosen. Anyway, so we've been sharing that and these are the little things that you learn on the journey. instead of trying to cast out the darkness by running from it or being afraid of it, just show up and release the light of the Lord, the love of the Lord, and people are drawn to the light. So stop warring against people that are deceived. Just release the love of God and the truth and they'll come out of darkness and into the light. So the seven spirits of God or the sevenfold spirit of God also could be called the seven charisma or graces from God. You've heard of charismatic churches. Charismatic churches, the the word charismatic comes from the word Charisma the New Testament is written in Koine Greek and so the charismas or the gifts of the Spirit are the charisms or the charismas or the endowments That come from the dunamis miracle working power of God and if you read 1 Corinthians 12, it names nine gifts or Charisms or charismas of the Holy Spirit. So people that are attending a charismatic church in that church the gifts of the holy spirit operate and there's nine gifts mentioned in first corinthians 12. i don't want to get us too far off here but i just want to support the seven spirits of god here in scripture with the charismas so you have tongues interpretation of tongues you have prophecy and you also have discerning of spirits word of wisdom word of knowledge you have the gifts of healing and the gift of supernatural wonder working faith and the gift of miracles so there's nine gifts of the spirit they're actually broken up into three categories the way i see them you have the vocal gifts tongues because they operate vocally interpretation of tongues you get it and you give the interpretation that's vocal and prophecy is vocal so they come in like a branch of three Vocal gifts or speaking gifts tongues interpretation of tongues and prophecy. Then you have the revelation gifts Which is word of wisdom word of knowledge and discerning or distinguishing of spirits Word of knowledge is getting information from the Holy Spirit that center candlestick That's in us when we get born again We get filled with the Holy Spirit and it unlocks this whole universe of wonder because it's amazing to have fun with the lord you'll never need another one on 900 psychic line you'll never need tarot card reading you'll never read you'll never need bible roulette again god just speak, because he will speak to you and he'll speak to you a verse and then send you to the bible or he'll illuminate a verse out of the bible so discerning of spirits word of wisdom and word of knowledge those are the revelation gifts because they reveal something they do it supernaturally this is not searching social media to find out something about somebody then showing up in the service and start calling out things off their page that's called deception it's called fraud we're talking about when god speaks he gives a revelation about somebody that encourages them and reveals something that's not naturally known example i was praying at a table with a couple in texas and uh they were worried about their estranged daughter who'd been raised up in the church and they wanted prayer for her and they wanted me to pray because i was a prodigal child and you know i ended up in prison for 20 years obviously i was pretty prodigal and an extreme <laughs> very, and, uh, prodigal. very prodigal <laughs> yeah, that's right so um jet ride journey to freedom jetridebook.com get the copy and so what happened was uh as i was praying for her i heard these words i heard worship in Brea, California, and that she would come back to the Lord. I didn't hear Brea, California. I heard the word Brea. So I heard the word Brea and worship, and I saw her in a worship service coming back to the Lord and I'm in Texas. And I said to them, I just heard this, that your daughter is going to come back to the Lord in a worship service in a town called Brea. And they looked at me and they said, I said, does that mean anything to you? And they said, my son is the worship leader at a church in a town called Brea in California. And they said, he's the only one in contact with her because she won't talk to us right now. She's backslidden. And you know, she feels as though we're, you know, harsh or whatever, I say, just relax and keep praying. Now tell me that's not revelation knowledge that I couldn't know because I'm in Texas, not in California, and I didn't know these details. So that encouraged them. So word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning the spirit, that was a word of knowledge, something supernatural that I could not know from myself, but it was the center candlestick branching off with the gifts of the Holy spirit or the charisma the charisms. And so word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, revelation, gifts, tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy are speaking or vocal gifts. And when I was in a prison cell in Leavenworth, I experienced tongues the night that Jesus appeared to us in the prison cell in 1990 it was the day before I went to sentencing and I got down on one knee. I was still pretty prideful and finally God got me down on two knees and humbled myself and uh, this the the floor in that building 63 in leavenworth penitentiary uh was cold that night and i was down there and didn't want to be there very long but i just felt like i needed to pray and just as i got done praying my weak mealy-moused ineffective prayer almost religious in nature and i got ready to get up the presence of god marched into the cell rolled in and the next thing i know we were there for another three hours in prayer. I began to bubble forth. All of a sudden, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And that night, I spoke in five different distinct languages in tongues. My co-defendant, who's called Vic in the book, uh, we changed the names to protect the guilty, of course, and, and getting sued. But uh, he was—he uh, was there, and everything that came into his mind to pray for. Him came into my mind and came out of my mouth. Because we were in one mind and one accord. Mm. The mind of Christ. And the presence of God was in the prison cell. Jesus had appeared and stayed for about 15 minutes, didn't say anything, but was in a white robe. And in the white robe, he literally came in like this. He was in front of the shower. We were in an eight by 16 prison cell. And Big George was in back. That's his real name. And uh, he was, doing uh, he'd done 26 out of 30 years in prison and he was now looking at double life he ended up with uh, double life and uh, won his appeal and the judge sentenced him to life plus 90. sad story but he got born again and Big George saw Jesus Vic saw Jesus and I saw Jesus that night and he stood before us in the robe. And he just raised up his arms. You could see the robe come up as he raised his arms up. And he would just, he'd just feel the love emanating from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus, Savior of the world, in response to my mother's prayers for a prodigal son, came and appeared unto me. The Jews need signs and wonders. And I was half Jewish, half Armenian, Jumanian. And the half of me that needed signs and wonders, Jesus showed up with signs and wonders. And he went through a color scheme. He went through a white and then changed into a scarlet red. And it glowed. And then he went back to white. This went about two minutes per color cycle. And then from white, he went to a heavenly blue. And then back to white and so this whole thing lasted i'm guessing around 15 minutes and the love of god that we felt in that prison cell in building 63 in leavenworth penitentiary in kansas where the birdman of alcatraz actually had his birds factoid check it on the internet we were there and the cockroaches in the cell i think stood down at that point they were no longer crawling on us but my point is this it was an encounter with the living god and he changed me forever. And the gifts or the charisms or the charismas of the Holy Spirit bubbled forth. And as I prayed in English, what was in Vic's mind in English, almost word for word, it was amazing. That's the difference between praying without the Holy Spirit, praying with the Spirit, where you've got a little hamburger helper going on with him. He's the beef or the hamburger helper with our own soulish mind. And then all of a sudden praying in the Spirit, where it's filet mignon where the words are flowing out that are His and they're not your own. and They're they're words that are not common in your own speech when you're flowing in the Spirit until you get the language of the Spirit and then they become more common. So you can pray without the Spirit, you can pray with the Spirit, or you can pray in the Spirit or the Holy Spirit now begins to pray through you. And there's a, a place you can get in God when you're praying in the Spirit, not just in tongues, but in English. That's so authoritative, to where he will so fill you that it's as if, and I'm trying to describe this, it's as if your spirit man is literally pushed to the side and you're standing outside your own body because you're so filled. I'm just trying to describe what it's like and I'm not even trying to make a doctrine out of this, I'm just sharing with you. And literally he's praying through you so crystal clear that it's not even really entering your mind. You're now almost outside of yourself listening and you're hearing with your spirit man's ears. Sounds weird. I'm trying to be weird here. I'm just sharing spiritual experience because I want you to seek the Lord for him to do something supernatural in your life that will change you to where it doesn't matter if every television preacher falls tomorrow, every minister backslides, your faith is so solid in Jesus that you'll never fall because you've had an encounter with the living God. And a person with an encounter with the living God is never at the hands of a person with just a doctrine. And so that was my first two months in the Lord. And as I'm literally almost pushed outside myself listening to the Holy Spirit pray through me, I'm I'm a little bit you know like sliding back in and then it's his words with a mixture of mine and I'm yielding and also and it's his words but here's how you can tell it was the Lord I'd finish in English and then I'd seal it in tongues and like I said I spoke five languages that were distinctly different that night in that really you know two to three hour time of prayer and remember. I was gonna just say a quick prayer and go to bed. But when you encounter the Lord, time stops. You know, another thing that happened that night was the yelling down the hall, the screaming on the tear. It was as if God put a plexiglass wall over the metal door with the, the webbing on it and everything like that. And the echo came by our cell, but it didn't come in our cell because the Holy Spirit had filled the cell with his presence and the scripture, Psalms 46, 10, be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted in the nations. I'll be extolled in all the earth. We had a still time in the presence of God with the exception of us speaking in tongues. And what would happen is tongues would come out of my mouth to seal what I prayed by the mind of Christ that Vic was also hearing the same things. And then as I sealed it in tongues, Dick would get interpretation of tongues. And he would speak back in English what came back in English in his mind. One mind, one accord. And then as he would declare the interpretation, deadly accurate, would even have a similar syncopation to how I prayed in tongues, a similar cadence, he would speak out in a similar cadence in English. And all but two of those prayers that we prayed that night by the mind of the Lord, with the gifts or the charisms or the charismas of the Holy Spirit were answered down to the jot and tittle. The other two were later answered down the road years down the road. And so that's tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy in operation. So we've got word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, revelation gifts, like Brea, California, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Those are vocal gifts. And then you have the power gifts. The power gifts are the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, and wonder working or miracles. So why are they power gifts? Because they do something powerful. You say to me, well, David, you know, everybody's been given the measure of faith. I totally agree. That's where we begin. But the gift of faith is a different experience. When the gift of faith comes upon you, it comes and rests upon you, and it will lift. It doesn't remain upon you. It comes and rests to do a miraculous work, to believe the unbelievable, to to see the impossible come to pass. When... The gift of faith comes upon you. Here's how you know it. The impossible suddenly looks logical. That's the gift of faith. Daniel in the lion's den. I think I'll go to sleep. That doesn't make sense. But the impossible suddenly looks logical. Eh, I'm going to sleep. That lion won't bother me. He hasn't eaten X amount of days. They put him in there because they like to see the lions kill people. (laughs) <laughs> so the working of miracles the gifts of healings you read that in the king james or in the original greek it's gifts plural of healings so there's 39 different categories of diseases they've categorized jesus took 39 stripes on his back for you and for me literally we know that there would be 39 categories of sickness and disease like cancers and tumor, that's a disease uh, blood diseases is another one. Um, it goes on like, you know, eczema and this and that, rash. That's another category. Influenzas, that's another one. Uh, COVID. No, no, no. Okay. So, so with these different categories, God gave gifts of healings to people to heal the sick. And some people will come to me. I have a friend. She has an anointing. I've got this anointing like metal will bend under the sound of my voice like surgical metal so let's say they put in titanium plates or bars in somebody's back who's had a back surgery and they don't exactly put them in correctly and we've got things on video that you know that shows this stuff what God has done and years ago the Lord taught me how to speak to surgical metal that wasn't put in right and command it to bend into place and it'll bend into place, and people will be able to do push-ups, and they're crying, and they're like, I, "I've been this way since seven years old. I've had twenty-three operations. I've never been able to do this." They're on the weight pile. They get their joy back, um, and so I've seen uh, people come in where they have maybe not perfectly done surgeries. I think that's a polite way to put it, and they're on uh, medications, pain medications, and they'll come in and they're in terrible back pain. I'll ask what the problem is. I say they had a surgery. And I said, okay. So then I would command the metal to bend into place and the muscles, the joints, the ligaments, the tendons to come back into their proper position, sizes, widths, lengths, and elasticities in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Command that metal to bend in the name of Jesus and ask them to bend down the power of God will hit them and they'll bend down and they'll go back to their doctor and the doctor will examine them and say, this is titanium. It doesn't bend, but it's it's bent and you're out and they're off pain medication. So the fruit of it is they're off. But I have a friend, she prays for people and the metal disappears. So now they go through metal detectors. She loves to minister in prisons and you know, so it people that go through they show up on the metal detector and it's gone. And so it's a sign or a wonder. So she has a level of faith that's above mine. I've got metal bending faith. She has metal vanishing faith. The result is both are healed. Right, and there's another thing. Like she was with me one day, and my my wife and I were at dinner with her, and uh, she says, I know you got that thing for dental miracles, where like gold and silver fillings appear. I said, she goes. I really want you to pray for me to have that 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 charisma, that grace. She and this is what she said. She says because when I go into women's prisons, she says they're often hurting. She says, and I want to be able to come and give them something. She didn't want a gift so that she could wear it on her. You know, lapel, I have creative miracles for dental. I have metal vanishing. It was about the people. And I looked at her and I said, you know, for me, that gift comes and goes. It's sporadic. I said, I have a friend who's had, you know, over 500 dental miracles in his ministry. And that's where I picked up that anointing. Because when you're around people, the anointing comes by association. And anointings will rub off. The word anointing means to rub with oil. And so I was with a prophet friend of mine, and I got dental miracles. I'd gotten platinum fillings where the amalgams had turned to platinum. I went back to my Baptist dentist, and his—they uh, were examining my teeth, and they're looking at my X-rays, and looking at this, and they're like, "We don't understand." And they said, "Where did you get these 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 fillings? What are they? They look like silver or white gold." And You've got the same things here, but they were amalgam before, and we don't understand. When did you get these? And I said, I got them on Sunday. (laughs) And they said, Sunday? And I said, yeah. And they said, well, what dentist is open on Sunday? I said, a dentist by the name of of Jesus. (laughs) And so they left, and they went out and got the the dentist. And uh, long story short, he comes in. He goes, okay, David, what's going on? Cheating on me with another dentist. I heard his name is Jesus. He says, let me see in there. And he looked and he says, by golly. He said, do you mind if I take a sample of one of these? I, said, I don't want the Lord says, I can give you another one. And so he took a sample and it had silver and all kinds of other metals in it and it was coated in pure platinum. Now why God would do that, I don't know. But see, I was completely pain free after that. And those teeth, lasted me another 12 years. And recently, I had dental work done. And as I went in, the dentist that was there, he was looking at my teeth and didn't quite, he goes, you know, those are, those are 40-year-old amalgams are normally dark, he says, but those are really bright. I said, oh, well, they turned to platinum. And he said, platinum? So I told him the story. I said, I'd be happy to put you on the phone with my dentist. He's actually got the scientific, you know, the, the testing. Anyway, so that dentist ended up getting healed of a deaf ear later on in the seventh inning stretch at a a Royals game, and that's another story. But my point is there's different types of gifts, For there's gifts of healings, and there's working of miracles. So there's a difference between healing and miracles. Miracles are instant when they happen, and when they happen, there's something that's not there that appears, a recreative miracle is different than a miracle. Like when a kidney appears that isn't there, or a tooth appears that's not there. That's a miracle. A recreative miracle is when a kidney's dead and it regenerates and comes back to life. A healing is when somebody's sick and the kidney's sick and it gets healed and the sickness goes out. So, healings working of miracles, and the gift of faith. When you have the gift of faith, you'll see miracles commonly, and you'll see healings commonly. I know people that operate in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and uh, discerning of spirits, or tongues and prophecy, but don't see a lot of miracles. And I know people that operate in a lot of miracles, healings, and the gift of faith, but don't operate in a lot of the gifts of the Spirit in other ways. Like one of the things that has never really fully manifested in my life is interpretation of tongues. Yet my co-defendant, Vic, flowed in it commonly. And I have other friends who flow in it commonly. I've experienced it from time to time, but not like they do. Yet prophecy is very common in my life because I hear word of knowledge and word of wisdom and I'll flow in the prophetic. I can pray for somebody. And as I lay my hand on them, all of a sudden the Lord will begin to show things. I'll just begin to bubble forth. I'll be in a conversation. It can be a little dangerous sometimes because when I'm in a conversation, if they've got an issue, I'll start recalling a story that I've never told anybody or haven't told somebody in 15 years. And all of a sudden I'll start sharing the story and they'll start looking at me with eyes big, saucer big, like, what is going on? And I'll get done with the story and they'll be like, that's my issue. And then I didn't confront them with their issue. The Lord tells me you're in this sin or that sin or whatever. I'm telling a story about somebody who was in a sin or a situation, and then this is what God did by His grace. And now they've heard a story that matches theirs prophetically. And a lot of times I'll just be telling a story, and all of a sudden I'll see their eyes on me. Like, oh boy, I'm, I'm right over the target. You know, and so then I'm like, okay, let's add some grace because now I kind of have knowledge that this is their strongholder issue. And so. Uh, another thing, because I'm prophetic, I'll get around people and I'll pick up the spirit or their nature. And so I'll start mirroring them. Paul became all things unto all people, then he might win the more. Well, when you're prophetic, you'll start sometimes acting like them. You have to rein yourself back in because you can get too far off the road and in the ditch if you're not careful. Because the anointing comes by association, so does bad company corrupts good manners. So if you hang out with dogs, you get fleas, right? And if you hang out with sinners, if you're not careful, you're either going to win them to Jesus or they're going to pull you into that for a second. So you got to visit orphans and widows in their distress and keep yourself unspotted from the world, which is pure religion that's undefiled before God. So gifts of healing, plural. So this is why I just shared what I shared. If I wanted metal to disappear out of my body, I would go to my friend. I would say, would you pray for me for this, that I'll be healed and the metal will disappear, a surgical metal, or even bullets. You know, people have bullets and they, they disappear. And a lot of times they'll get hot. People start jumping around, you know, if they've got bullets in their ankle and there's shrapnel left over or whatever or in their back, I prayed for people. Actually, I prayed for some people and, and it's disappeared. But it's, it's rare for me. With her, common, just common. She literally carries a metal detector with her. So she'll videotape metal, beep, 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 beep. beep. Okay, we're going to pray. She'll pray in the name of Jesus, command it to go in the body. And then they'll feel heat, this and that. And then what will she do? She'll pull out the metal detector and it's gone. Mm -hmm. And so these are documented. And by the way, this is very commonplace with her. Um, Another thing for a while, and I think it'll come back on my my life again, but I picked up this uh, deaf ear healing anointing from my friend, the prophet, who had over 500 dental miracles in his ministry. And what happened was this. Uh, I was praying and I saw him popping open deaf ears. And I'm like, I want that. I want that gift from the Lord. I want to see people healed. And so um, I asked him, I said, hey, I said, I'd like to have that gift of, of healing deaf ears pop open like, you know, you operate in. And he said, yeah, he says, you, you can handle that you don't want to get gifts that you can't handle like some people if they got the gift to curse cancers to dry up and die right off the bat even though everything's available in that center candlestick the spirit of the lord because all the gifts are in the holy spirit they're called the gifts of the spirit they're not the gifts of david or bill or pastor so-and-so or evangelist this and that or the seminary teacher they're the gifts of the holy spirit and if you have the holy spirit any gift can operate through you at any time, if you have the Holy Spirit. Anyway, long story short, what happened was now I've lost my thought. We're running short on time, but uh, deaf ear. So I got the deaf ear anointing, and the very next day, the first deaf ear popped open, and then they just started popping open wholesale, like seventy or eighty percent of the people I prayed for. They just pop open, and what would happen was is I would put my fingers in their ears. I would have a vision and i would literally see inside in the spirit like a vision inside their ear and i would see what would be wrong and so i would command the the anvil the stirrup and the hammer to be regenerated under the sound of my voice in jesus name by the power of the holy spirit or command the nerves in the cochlea hairs and the, the cochlea fluid to regrow and regenerate i would see them go, or I'd see a spirit in there or there'd be damage or I'd break off trauma as the Lord would direct. But it wasn't cookie cutter. Everything was different. And the Lord taught me more and more. And so what happened was I began to slowly move away from seeing it. Because if you perceive it, you can receive it. If you can see it, you can receive it. And when I would see it, i know it was the will of God. And I'd pull it in from the heavens into the earth, that it might be done in earth as it is in heaven. But as I began to operate in this deaf ear anointing, I began to become more in the words than in the seeing. And so now I command, well, command the, the deaf ear to open up or, or anvil stirrup, and hammer. be But they weren't in faith anymore. They were in almost like a template or a formula. And so they didn't get healed as much. And I'm like, okay, I need to be in the spirit to declare these things. So you can't declare them out of the spirit and expect God to do it because he confirms his word with signs and wonders following, not your word. See the difference? So it's not just praying apart from the spirit <coughs> and him doing it. It's praying with the spirit and praying in the spirit. What happens is you'll be praying with the spirit and all of a sudden, boom, you'll flop. You'll fly into the spirit and all of a sudden you'll see something. And you'll be like, you come out in the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden, bam, the power of God comes. Or I'd have my fingers in and i will feel the demon, like a spirit of deafness or distortion or something. And all of a sudden my fingers just start like two magnets repelling each other. And it would just like drive that demon. I'd say, come out in the name of Jesus. And they, oh, felt like a freight train went through my ears. And they'd be completely healed. There was a man in a service, uh, called out by word of knowledge and I didn't know he was on uh, the board of a major church denomination out in California and his wife dragged him to the service you know he'd been drugged drugged to the service and and he was like a celebrity in his denomination and when he would walk in people would cheer him this and that but he really didn't know Jesus and so he was 100% deaf in one ear and 85% in another ear and there's nothing they could do to help him hear better so he would breathe lips and stuff like that. And, So uh, the Lord had me call him out and when he came up, the Lord says, ask him about his hearing. And I said to him, and his wife was standing there, and we have this on video, it's funny. I said, how's your hearing? He said, huh? She said, he's 100% deaf ear in one and 85% in the other. The doctor says you can't do anything about it. And I said, oh, now I got excited because I knew God was up to something. and. I said, can I put my fingers in your ears? You always want to ask somebody before you a, lay hands on them or put your fingers in their ears. And a lot of times they'll say yes, and you'll go to put, and they have the ear, you know, hearing aids. So you'll encourage them to take them out and hold them in their hand. They'll get a deal and then they'll be able to, they won't need them anymore. And so what happened was I put my fingers in his ears and I commanded the spirit of deafness to come out and commanded the anvil, stirrup, and hammer to be recreated under the sound of my voice. And when I did, I mean, it was like, you know, just, and all of a sudden I said, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of deafness and distortion, I command you to come out. When I pulled my fingers out, he shook his head and his eyes got real big. I said, can you hear? And he said, Sounded like a freight train. I've actually heard that term come out of several people's mouth on the freight train thing, and uh, so I think when the demon comes out, it leaves with a noise because they're spirits, they're pneuma, so they're air, and they come sailing. You know, so whatever. I don't understand all of it. I'm just telling you the fruit of it because we need to be fruit inspectors, not manifestation inspectors, because you can have a manifestation that you may not appreciate or don't like don't believe that's God, but if a person has been transformed by the Spirit of God and their characters change and they're delivered and they're walking upright and they have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, I don't care whether you agree with it or not, whether they shake, rattle, roll, sit, stoic, if God transformed them, it was God. And I don't care how much you think the manifestation was God. If they're not transformed, I got to put a big question mark on the manifestation. So we are not into manifestations. We're into transformation at Virtual Church Media. And we like to anchor everything to the morning of scripture, but we also want to challenge you to come up higher in the Lord. Like Revelation four, one says a, a door was open in heaven, in heaven and a man said, come up hither. So you're invited up to go higher. You're invited to ascend to the holy hill with God. And, uh, and so I said, can you hear me? He so yeah, I can hear you. And so protesting and his wife's eyes are real big. Anyway. So what happened was the Lord told me, um, I'm going to give him the gifts of healing tonight and so i told him i'm going to pray for you and god's going to give you the gifts you know slapped his hands and the power of god came on his hands there was an impartation so you can receive gifts through impartation you can receive gifts by praying alone you can receive gifts and dreams and visions visitation from jesus angels can come so many ways you can get gifts so i don't want to limit it but here's what happened the lord said tell him he's about to get the left foot of fellowship out of his own denomination And I said i've got good news for you and i got some not so good news mm-hmm. and he said he said well what's the good news i said the good news is god's given you the gifts of healing and you're going to start laying hands on the sick and they're going to start recovering and uh i said the not so good news is you're going to be rejected by the leadership in your own denomination who believe the gifts have ceased so well, i think i'll be able to convince them. i said no you're going to get the left foot of fellowship. They're going to kick you right out of church. You're going to lose your position and this and that. He went back, told him he'd been healed. They said, oh, the devil heals. Oh my God. He says, the devil heals. Yeah, you got to be careful because the devil heals and this and that. He says, well, why didn't Jesus heal? The devil more powerful than Jesus? He says, the other thing is ever since I got my hearing, I've had this hunger and thirst after the word of God. So I've never had that before. <coughs> I want to pray all the time. I love the presence of God. I'm now having a Bible study at my house and people in the neighborhood that I never evangelized before. I'm sharing the word of God with them. And he said, if this is the devil who healed me and gave me a hunger and a thirst for prayer and the presence of God and the word of God and evangelism, he said, I want to serve that devil because our Jesus is very much contrary to the scriptures. Anyway, he resigned and... His life and ministry in the Lord began when he just didn't get his deaf ears open. He got his spiritual ears open that night. So we're going to close about the seven spirits of God because there's so much available to you and me for the asking. And we're going to go ahead and pray that your new age God's going to upgrade you from one, you know, the spiritual eye, the spiritual seeing, the you know, whatever that thing's third called, eye. the third eye, the third eye, yeah. You're going to get the third person of the trinity. You're going to get the Holy Ghost, and he's going to have all the gifts and seven spirits. So I just want to share this with you. So the seven spirits of God, because this is not an obscure verse. Seven spirits of God are mentioned four times in the book of Revelation, and in the book of Isaiah, it names each spirit. Revelation 1.4, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you. Revelation 1.4, and peace, From him talking about Jesus which is and was and which is to come he's the past present and future tense God and from the seven spirits which are before his throne so metaphorically the seven spirits are before the throne and he can release the spirit of wisdom and counsel and might and knowledge and the fear of the Lord at any time he wants because the gifts of the Spirit are always moving we're just not always in the spirit to move in them. That's why we're to stir up the gift that is within us through the laying on hands. Revelation 3.1, And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, and I know thy works, and thou hast a name that thou livest and are dead. Revelation 4.5, And out of the throne proceedeth lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Remember the seven candelabra with the spirit of the Lord and then it branches off into the other six spirits. Six plus one is seven. And so that's Revelation chapter five, verse, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter four, verse five. And the next and final verse is Revelation five, verse six. And behold, I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne And of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb it's always about jesus the lamb of god he's our focal point he's what we keep our eyes on on the sea walker not the winds and the waves of adversity and we'll continue to be on the water above stood a lamb as as it had been slain we know jesus was the lamb of god slain from before the foundation of the world the apostle john said having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent forth where into all the earth. So we see the seven spirits of God before the throne of God and the seven spirits of God are sent into all the earth, which are the eyes of the Lord that go to and fro throughout the earth, seeking those whose hearts are fully surrendered unto him that he might show himself mighty and strong in their behalf. Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. So tonight, as we end We want to talk about this i'm just going to finish this the sevenfold spirit of god they're actually color-coded and i'm just going to touch on this as we close the spirit of the lord is green and how do we know this from the menorah candles and the when when we look at the sevenfold candles in, in hebraic history and custom they're all different colored candles so the spirit of god Uh, The center one is green. The spirit of wisdom is yellow. The spirit of understanding is blue. The spirit of counsel is orange. The spirit of might is indigo, which is like a bluish green. The spirit of knowledge is red. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord is violet. Now, why did I just share this? Because as you begin to flow in the gifts of the spirit, what will happen is sometimes God will open up the color realm like he did to me that night in leavenworth penitentiary in building 63 when jesus appeared to me and he appeared in white and then it changed into that scarlet red and then back to white and then into that heavenly blue and it would be nine months before i would discover that the gospels matthew mark luke and john are actually color-coded one is the white gospel one is the red gospel one is the blue gospel and one is the purple gospel jesus didn't appear to me in a purple robe but The sinless man is the white gospel. The son of man is the red gospel. His humanity is blood. The king of kings is the purple gospel in his royalty. And the prophetic gospel is blue. So God gave me a taste of color when I was first born again, and he encountered me and visited me in response to my mother's heartfelt prayers for me while I was wayward and backslidden. And if God can save me, he can save your children, trust me. He's a big God, that's right. So I just want to kind of pique your curiosity for you to go seek the Lord and the scriptures to see if these things are so. We've talked about the seven spirits of God tonight, which is really the Holy Spirit and the manifestations of. We talked about the nine gifts of the spirit, which is really the Holy Spirit with nine gifts. And God is so unlimited. I don't want to blow your mind, but there's seven ruling or you know, motivational gifts. There's also five Doma leadership gifts, and there's 25 other gifts that I found in the Old Testament and New that are not specifically mentioned in those other areas. I just want to share with you that God is so expansive, you'll never exhaust who God is, regardless of how many cemetery, seminary degrees you have, how much you know. He is exciting, new, every single day. Closing with this, my friend, Dr. Diane, she said when she was first born again, she would wake up and she would seek the Lord and she would get revelation every morning from the Lord. And she said one morning she slept in because she was just so tired and she had a dream. And in the dream, she saw an angel with a silver platter coming down with... A Bible and revelation in the scripture for her. And she was so excited that the angel was coming to, to show her this revelation. And another angel stopped, the angel, and says, No, she's sleeping. She's not ready this morning. And as the angel was sad, he turned around and walked off. And she woke up. And she says oh my gosh i missed my day of visitation and she said from that day forward she's made sure she gets up and seeks the lord because seek the lord when he may be found and so she has great revelation from the lord and i believe angels are sent by god in response to our hunger and thirst for righteousness and we shall be filled but if we're waiting on god he may not show up meaning waiting on him to do something Versus we're waiting on the Lord like a servant at a restaurant has a towel over their arm waiting for God to need something. (coughs) He'll show up and he'll send his angels. Let's pray. If you have the third eye, God wants to give you the sevenfold spirit of God. He wants to upgrade you. And so I encourage you to receive Jesus and let go of the other gods. Just like the witch doctors in Africa let go of their gods and they switch to Jesus. You're in good hands with all Jesus. He's got everything. He upholds upholds all things by the word of His power. So let's pray. Lord, I pray that you would now impart a fresh measure of your Holy Spirit, a fresh measure of gifting, a fresh measure of hunger and thirst for your word, your righteousness, your presence, your face. Will we seek, O oh Lord. We will seek you early in the morning. We will seek you in the wee hours of night. Lord, whatever gifts that we need for our assignment, we ask that you would release them unto us and then show us how to operate in that gift in love so that we represent you with the gift, not a clanging cymbal or a resounding brass, but the love of God that changes lives. And we thank you for the impartation of the sevenfold Spirit of God from Isaiah 11:2 and 3. Now, in Jesus' name, I declare and decree that which has blocked you from being able to see. In the Holy Spirit, I release the seer realm, and I command that filter that's been upon you to dissolve right now in the name of Jesus. Dissolve off of them. Go from them. I release by the word of the Lord dreams and visions upon you tonight. As deep sleep falls on men as they slumber in their beds, then he opens their ears and seals their instructions to turn men from wrongdoing, to show things to come. I release the anointing of the sons of Issachar, that you might know the times and the seasons of what you ought to do. When to pull the trigger on business deals, when to speak to somebody, when to remain silent, when to go to a specific location to know the times and the seasons. Not to plant in winter, but rather to plant in springtime and harvest in summer. How to know the times and the seasons. And I also declare the whole armor of God upgrade upon your life now, including the glory of the Lord, which is your rear guard, from Isaiah 588 b when you fast, the glory of God becomes your rear guard and He begins to speak to you clearly, and you begin to hear a voice behind you saying, here's the way, walk ye in it, when you give your food away from the, to the hungry, and you do the Matthew chapter 25, sheep and goat, sheep things. And you hear the words from Jesus. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. When I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was sick and in prison, you came unto me. When you did it unto the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. Enter my rest with my Father. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I release a hunger and a thirst for righteousness and I release his presence on your life to draw you into that place with him where he might speak with you where deep calleth unto deep that the noise of his water spouts all the waves and billows of his presence flood over you and wash and cleanse you and make you new and empower you with his love and his presence and his power. And Lord, any gift that you want to give them right now, I agree, is you're asking the Lord for a specific gift. He's heard you because he put it in your heart to ask. We have not because we ask not. So ask him for that gift or gifts. He'll load you up tonight and then he'll develop character in you so you'll know how to steward that gift. If it's to curse cancers, they'll show you how to curse those cancers and it'll develop character in you so you don't run around doing drive-by shoutings with your gift. Amen? So now receive those gifts. I see angels literally coming with gifts from the throne, the seven spirits of God descending out of the throne of God where he ascends and descends on Jacob's ladder. Here They're descending upon you now, just reach out and give them. I also see the Lord giving people spiritual keys right now, keys to unlock and to lock, to bind and to loose. Little keys unlock, big doors, big doors swing on small hinges. The keys are yours. Just open your hands and say, Lord, I receive the keys to the kingdom. Now show me what doors they go to and show me how to use these keys for your glory to bind the enemy and to loose the prisoner and to set the captives free, to open up the treasure house of the Lord for kingdom purposes. Lord, we thank you for this in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'll just say this one more time. If you've never received Jesus, invite him in. He was crucified on the cross. He was hung up for your hangups and mine. And if you'll simply say, I give you my life In exchange for your life, make me anew. Take out my heart of stone. Give me a heart of flesh. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Move me to follow your decrees and keep your commands. By the seven spirits of God in me, by the Holy Spirit, you're born again. And everything's become new this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue on in worship. I'm David, my lovely wife, Joanna, the Herabedians, virtual church media, and there's the Queen's wave. And we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Share this with a friend.